Here at Kerygma Ventures, our love for the Bible doesn't stop us from having questions about it. Quite the opposite. Our love for the Bible makes us more curious about it. Do you sometimes wonder how the message of the New Testament gives meaning to the Old Testament? Are you fascinated by how Scripture applies to your life? If you do, head over to studythebibleguide.com to get some answers. Listen, we've got a simple guide to give you. It's free, and it's packed with practical tools to help you study the Bible. That website, again, is studythebibleguide.com. And thanks for listening to this Kerygma Ventures podcast. God bless. Welcome back to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. This week, we head back to the ranch for Dudley Hall and Sam Downs' conversation about spiritual leadership in the family. They dive into the complexities of defining and embodying spiritual leadership within the family and how one can know if they are truly fulfilling this role. The conversation touches on the significance of taking initiative, setting spiritual goals, and the importance of grace and fun within family dynamics. We pray that you will gain insights into navigating the nuances of spiritual leadership within your own families while embracing the grace-filled journey of growth and understanding. I had a friend that I talked to on the phone the other day, and his wife, um, it was, an, I think, an accusation. She, she was highlighting for him, hey, I don't, I don't think you're spiritually leading our family. I don't. Is this one of those deals where I'm asking for a friend when it's really you? <laughs> no, no, I promise this is not about me, but it's going to turn into being about me here in a minute. But his wife is frustrated, you know, and I don't know if he even knows what she was after. You know, was she wanting him to do quiet time with the kids every morning or whatever? But they've got a young family, and she, she just basically said, "I, I, I don't feel like you're you're functioning as the." You know, they're a Christian family. I don't feel like you're functioning as the spiritual leader of our home and our family. A couple of days go by and I start thinking, well, hell, am I like, am I leading my family? And um, so simple question is, how, how do I, as a young man, lead my family? What do I do? What does that look like? Well, I hear two questions. One is, how do I do it in a way that my wife thinks I am? <laughs> Other, I didn't say that, man. <laughs> and the other question is, how do you actually do it? Yeah. So that you are being a spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think, to answer the first one, I think it's important for a particularly young husband and wife to talk about uh, her concept of what a spiritual leader is. Right. Because her dad may have been one who got up and had devotions every morning with him or yep. you know, made him memorize scripture or whatever, and that's her concept of a spiritual leader. And uh, are something else. So I think it's good to know what's your expectations, mm-hmm. you know, so you'll know what you're being evaluated by. But the real answer is, I mean, the real question is, how can I be a spiritual leader and know that I am? Yes, correct. Yeah. Like that, that's where my mind ended up going is precisely that. Well, I think I'm leading, but I don't have any great sense of confidence that I actually am. Yeah. Like in five or ten years, will I look back and say, oh, yeah, I was leading my family well. Yeah. So, yeah. What would you say? How do I, <clears throat> how am I to be a spiritual leader and know that I am actually yeah. leading? Well, uh, if, you're, 
If you're concerned about it, you probably are. Okay. I would say the person who's not a spiritual leader is somebody who is not conscious of, of wanting to lead his family, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think the key, word, the key word I would use would be initiative. Okay. Are you taking the initiative and leading your family toward spiritual goals? Okay. You know, are you the one that says, you know, at a very low level, you know, are we going? Are we going to pick a church? Or are we going to go to church? Mm-hmm. You know, you're the one who says, "Hey, I'd like to say grace at the table. Who wants to say it?" Mm-hmm. You know, instead of you know letting the the woman of the house decide all that. Yeah. Uh, so I think initiative is is the key. Whoever takes the initiative is seen to be the leader. Okay. So if your wife has to say to you, I, you know, I think we ought to be reading the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it would be up to you then to say, well, I'll tell you why we're not reading the Bible the way you're expecting us to. I'm trying to teach it this way. Yeah. I want us to do this. I, I, want, I want our kids to learn uh, practically, mm-hmm. experientially how to do it. So, uh, so I think... Whoever's taking the initiative and going towards spiritual goals, they're the leader. What's an example of a spiritual goal? Uh, kids showing respect to their parents, uh, uh, talking openly about things that uh, that concern you. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids, as well as parents, knowing boundaries, knowing, okay, I'm a kid. Here's my here's my garden. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm responsible for. And so you'll be judged on how you do your little garden. Mm-hmm. If it's just you and your toys and your whatever. And you're not responsible for the house. And you're not responsible for mom and dad's, you know, being godly or whatever. Yeah. So you know, teaching them, in other words, you're teaching them responsibility yeah. by the things you do. You're teaching them honesty. Uh you know, if, if you tell a lie, you don't, you don't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You're you're teaching them forgiveness. So, if you are, those are spiritual goals that are going to affect their character for the rest of their life. So, if you're taking initiative in doing that, yeah, scriptures are important in the whole thing, but actually doing it is more important. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't mean to be playing devil's advocate, but some of the indicators you listed about Families knowing boundaries, you know, both parents and children knowing boundaries, children showing respect, um, taking responsibility for your, taking ownership for different things. If those traits aren't visible within a family, is it then true to say, well, somebody's probably not leading that family? There's not, there's not a real clear leader here? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, that... That'll piss some people off when they watch this, but I I do wonder. Like, yeah. It feels like that's true. To say. The kids are going to model what they see. Mm-hmm. And if they see a, a couple that uh, when they fight, they, they don't really resolve anything, but they yeah. use words as weapons and mm-hmm. whatever, that's, why, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. And if they see somebody that's like, okay, they're calm enough to not let something ride, deal with it, but deal with it and get, get over it. Yeah. Yeah. What's a pretty common miscue you see in young men, fathers of young families? You say, man, if you just five degrees different that way, you would 
you would sharpen and enhance your your leadership acumen in your home? Like what what do you perceive most most often in that 35 to 45, 50-year-old demographic where you've got the young growing family? What what would you say to that father? It's like, hey man, I'm I'm in my late 70s now. I wished I I wished I'd have caught that. You're not mm. catching it. You need to I highly recommend you shift here. Yeah. What's a coaching point you would give? Uh, one, one of them may not be the most important. One of them is uh, realize real quickly that no two kids is, is alike. Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy to come into marriage and parenting and say, I'm going to have obedient kids, respectful kids, mm-hmm. you know, independent kids, kids think for themselves. So I, I, I got this parameters how I'm going to, have to do it. Yeah. So you have one and you go, I got it figured out now. Yeah. And, and then she comes along or he comes along and it's like, no. So, so you, you have to train up a child in the way they should go. And, and that, that doesn't mean the way they ought to go. It's the, it's the way they are bent. Mm-hmm. You train them in the way they are bent, what their temperament, what their personality. doesn't mean you compromise on, on, on absolutes and on truth. Yeah. But it means that you are recognizing that God made that child distinct different, worthy of love and, and taking time. So I would say, you know, don't cook cookie cutter it. Okay, good. So that's pertaining to parenting and children. Yeah. Broader than that, about the leadership of the the home and the family at large, though, like, you know, imagine like the dad is the captain of, of a ship. Yeah. Um, and, and he's trying to get that ship from one destination to the next, the ship being the family. What's a corrective measure he he should be aware of needing to make? Well, if I'm talking to someone who is a conscientious Christian, whatever, mm-hmm. I would, I, the first thing I'd say to him is throw your report card away. Okay. You know, it's not a test. Yeah. You know, and, and you're not... Uh, you're not, you shouldn't be judging yourself and you shouldn't be letting what you think she's saying judge you. It's like, no, you committed yourself to each other in those mm-hmm. vows to love, to honor, respect. And uh, don't be afraid to make a mistake and say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the scripture says love does not keep an account of wrong. Yep. What? Well, Love yourself. Yeah. So throw your report card away and realize we're doing this together and I love her and she loves me. I want the best for her. I'm going to assume she wants the best for me. Mm-hmm. And we'll work this thing out. Yeah. Because, you know, there's there's no blueprint. Yeah. Man, that makes me think of what you've been talking about lately and some of the monthly messages and you even titled one recently i think called grace makes graciousness and yeah. so the idea of throwing the report card away is only possible if you are if you are you know a healthy branch off the vine and you're in Christ and you're regularly encountering his grace toward you to enable you to dispense that graciousness toward yeah. your spouse or your family even but Dude, that throwing the report card away thing, I don't, I've never been in another time in history than this one, but 
social media, constantly being inundated with media of like, man, that family's really doing it right. Or that dad seems to be, yeah. he's making a half a million dollars a year and they've got <laughs> the nice house and they're doing, apparently they're doing quiet times together every night before bed. And, oh, I mean, I'm really failing. Yeah. Um, that That is a pretty common lie. I feel like I'm faced with and other men I know are faced yeah. with. Well, we live in such an analytical society where everything, the moment it happens, you start analyzing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have a debate on the television where the, mm -hmm. instantly we analyze. Yep. Uh, we're analyzing a football game as it happens. Right, yep. You know, as, a, as if we knew what the play really was. Yep. You know, it was always fun to me is to just hear the commentators when the uh, baseball manager walks out to the mound and he's talking to the pitcher and and, and the commentator tells you what he's saying. There ain't a clue. There, there's no way in the he world doesn't. he knows what he's saying. I've been a catcher. I know what they say yeah. out there. Yeah. Like sometimes it's <laughs> going some Kool-Aid actually. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, sometimes they're just giving him a minute to rest, yeah. you know, and sometimes it's a correction. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying we live in a very analytical society and it's hard not to analyze yourself. Yeah. And judge yourself at some some point. Yeah, man, it is a difficult temptation. So I, I'm, you know, I've said this before in, in our conversations, but you know, whatever. I, I don't mean to take serious things lightly, but it's just really important that you don't take yourself too seriously, and that the main thing you do is, you, if I go talk to your wife at some point, if I see her in line at the grocery store and go, "Hey, how's Sam doing?" I would love for her to say, he's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I heard recently a friend ask you basically what, in so few words, what, what you hope late in your marriage Betsy would have said it was like being married to you and you wanted it to be said of you as a husband. You were just a lot of fun. Yeah. And that, you know, to deeply spiritual people among us, they're like, well, that's kind of shallow. But the more I thought about that, I'm like, it couldn't, it couldn't be more spiritually rich than that. Like, yeah. if, if life with God isn't about having fun, then what's it about? Yeah, like. absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, to correct in case somebody's overreacting here, it's not saying that you don't take the serious things seriously. Correct, yeah. But if I'm fun, we've handled the serious things properly. That's right, yeah. yeah. You know, we've taken it serious when it was yeah. serious. And, um, but... You know, life is just uh, too precious and too short to live it in angst. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and judging yourself and judging her and worried about how she's judging you. You know, just you know, we keep don't don't keep score. Okay. On this topic, last question: um, When you were leading your family, when they, you know, when Karis and David were young and you were in a young marriage, what were some of your Man, weekly, I, I want to, it was a high value to you. Maybe you hadn't even voiced it to Betsy or the kids, but you are guiding the family in these weekly-ish routines. I know you traveled a lot, but was it a big deal that, and I, you kind of operated in your mind, I, we're going to have three meals together, five, ten meals together as a family weekly. We're going to read scripture together weekly. We're going to pray together. What were you in the back of your mind using as kind of, barometers to say these are the rhythms we're establishing i like these checkpoints to know we're doing this yeah um 
we didn't have a deal where every night we have a devotion because our schedule yeah. didn't allow for it. Wasn't going to work. <clears throat> but when we did have opportunity, uh, I would try to make it something uh, we would have it. Mm -hmm. But I, it wasn't just okay. Y'all sit down here. We're going to read the scripture and this devotional book, and then you got to tell me what you think. That mm -hmm. uh, puts everybody on pressure. It would be, I would try to take something that was happening in their lives mm -hmm. or something that they said or some issue. Or sometimes I remember doing this. I would say, hey, I was speaking this week in some town. And I would tell them about the town. Mm -hmm. And I'd tell them about the pastor that I met. And I'd tell them about the pastor's kids. Mm -hmm. And I would tell them about some of the stuff that we did. So, so they got to share my life. Yeah. And I would say, one of the things that the people there seemed to need, and I dealt with this issue, was this passage of Scripture right here. Mm -hmm. And I would, in their... At their level, I would explain what that text was yeah. and just say, if you'd been there, what questions do you have? Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to make it. This is a real-life example. Real-life yeah. example, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, we would try to have, have those times. I do think it's important. My wife taught me this. Uh, when, I, when I could, I would always go in and kiss the kids at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That last, last moment of them having socialization, mm -hmm. I'd like for them to know that somebody's going to be watching for you while you sleep. It's going to be me. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love it. Okay. Helpful rhythms. Yeah. I like it. Thank you so much for listening to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. We'd love for you to join us next week as we continue to bring you conversations and messages that challenge you to live a life of grace and freedom developing a thriving relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with someone in your life who you know would be encouraged to hear it? Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.